aggressive. Be e aggressive. These are not spirit fingers. These <laughs> are spirit fingers. And these, and these are, are gold. <laughs> <laughs>where we geek out about everything, especially Uptown Sacramento. I'm your host, Sheila. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm your host, Jonathan. If you are new here, we record in the podcast studio inside Sector 7 Salon. And you can find us at the salon at Sector 7 on Instagram and Sector7Salon.com. You can find us at the Blue Box Podcast on Instagram. And you can email us at blueboxpod at gmail.com. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Boulevard Buzz, where we get in-depth with what's new and now on the Boulevard, and then we're going to finish up the show with Snapshot with Jonathan, where we get an inside look into our favorite photographer's photo process. Proceeds. On the (laughs) proceeds. So just a few things what's happening on the Boulevard, you guys, some coming up events. We got Third Eye Grand Opening, Mm -hmm. June 19th. That's a new art gallery on the street. We're going to get into Third Eye a little bit more in the show. Um, When we're doing the Boulevard Buzz. We also have That Guy Eyewear Trunk Show June 25th. You got to come check that out. It's going to be right in front of his store on Del Paso Boulevard. Colo's, which is across the street, is going to be catering it. He's going to have some live music, a really cool jazz band. And then, as always, uh, go check out Burley's Takeout or Trivia at King Kong Brewery on Thursday night, where Jonathan apparently (laughs) has a trivia group that's a closed group. They're not taking any more members, which I thought was rude. Yeah, rude. (laughs) What what is your trivia group called? Tasty Pastry. (laughs) Tasty pastry. Why is it called Tasty Pastry? I didn't name it. They made it up before I joined the team. Oh, Oh, so you you were a latecomer. Yes. Okay, I see, I see, I see. (laughs) Well, Sierra and I are going to start our own trivia group. Yeah, and it's going to be called Everyone But Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it's called. You should totally call that because Bill saying out names. Mm -hmm. Bill from Triviology, by the way. uh, Saying out names for some of the teams are just freaking hilarious so funny oh my god yeah so that would be hilarious because a lot of people know me over there right so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the time when i go to trivia with my best friends it'll be like sponsored by tostinos or like a, a, there was a meme for a while that was like um a very large rock in the shape of a small rock so we did that one time um we did a, a very small group in the shape of a large group um just little stuff like that just like stupid funny things yeah i feel like trivia names are the best because they you know read them out mm-hmm. and you're just like why yeah but also the best like look at the group like why what (laughs) what are we doing what i want to see the idiots who came up with that (laughs) they're all like putting their heads down yeah (laughs) whenever they read out anyone but jonathan we're just going to stare over at you really aggressively (laughs) i'm going to name mine dunder mifflin c team don't they have like you guys watch that right the office yeah kind of why don't you just name it Dwight, you ignorant slut? <laughs> that would be awesome, That's a good one. She has a That's sticker perfect. like that on her water bottle. <laughs> well, because they play trivia once, and mm-hmm. he basically... Oh, it's no, it's Dunder Mifflin backup team. He, he has an A team and a B team, Uh huh. and then he puts all the ones that he thinks are stupid in a backup team, and then they end up winning. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like secretly $1, And he named it the backup team? <laughs> yeah. Terrible. That's what I'm going to name my team. 
Love it. Thunder Mifflin backup team. <laughs> All right. That's well, let's we get into it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Our first segment, Boulevard Buzz. Boulevard Buzz. So there's tons of stuff happening on the street right now, which is awesome. Yes. So we all attended a art gallery show mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yes, on the 29th. There's mm-hmm. soft opening. Soft opening for Third, Third Eye, Eye Gallery. gallery. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was really good. Um, so it's right down the street um, on Del Paso Boulevard. It's kind of across the street from where um, the Artisan building is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. New Phase Development, kind of across the street from there. Yeah, it's super dope. It's a big, big open space. The owner is Raul, how do you say his last name, Jonathan? Raul Mejia. Mm-hmm. And you you know him a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I might have some images there some at some point soon. Right. So we did all actually purchase some art there, too, from the same girl. Jonathan and I separately purchased art. For, well, actually, she was the only one with prints. Yeah, she, well, right? she was. the Well, no, she had stuff on the walls as well. Well, no, no, right. She had stuff on the wall, but all the other artists. They were originals. On didn't the walls. sell prints. And mm-hmm. she was the only one making any money that night, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, besides people that were like actually selling like the bigger prints and stuff like mm. that i think that bringing prints to a show where your stuff is on the walls is so smart oh my it's genius it's like i can't afford the original so but like i really like the picture yeah. like duh it, it totally seemed like makes she sense. was actually doing pretty good her name yeah. is chelsea baker chelsea mm. baker and on instagram she's uh shells bake 11 so c-h-e-l-s-b-a-k-e 11 on instagram check out her work it's really awesome thank you yeah Jonathan. there were lots of other really really good artists at that show too if you go mm-hmm. to um third eye gallery's instagram it's 3-R-D-E-Y-E-G-A-L-L-E-R-Y-1. They have a lot of past shows that they've done, and a lot of those same artists were in the show on the 29th. Yeah, there was 20 artists there. Yeah, it was so freaking cool. So they so it's a soft opening, but what's especially insanely amazing about this gallery, because mm-hmm. a lot of times galleries are just galleries, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. It's super obviously amazing, but you know, there's only so much probably traffic you're going to be bringing in. Mm-hmm. So I... I feel like this is a genius idea. They're opening up a restaurant in the back of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. With them Joneses. Yes, them Joneses. So this wonderful chef, Chef Jones, mm-hmm. is, I mean, looking at his Instagram page right now, I see highlights titled Hawaii NFL Chef, BET Weekend, Jamie Foxx. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff going on here, and we won't go too into it now because we want to get him on the show so he can Absolutely. kind of sing his own praises right. and we can <laughs> hype him up. But the food that he has on this page is absolutely absolutely incredible like the first thing that I was clicking on was like this hot honey chicken with what looks like fruity pebbles waffles are you joking mm-hmm. that sounds delicious. so it's a it's a husband and wife team he's the chef I think she's kind of probably the social media right and it seems like he's been a personal chef he's obviously amazing he's doing a, a, a lot of stuff but this um you know this opportunity for him to open up his own little restaurant in mm-hmm. the back of the gallery is yeah. so dope Yes, and, and it's we're really like, cutely laid out. Like, it's, it's adorable. It's so cool. And we're just like, I just feel super lucky to have, like, this quality of food mm-hmm. coming out of a place on um, Del Paso. Mm-hmm. Yes, it you all know? looks so, so good. Mm-hmm. And so we're super excited about that. It looks like their grand opening is June 19th, which honestly mm-hmm. is really soon. And it's going to come out as like that. So I don't know what their hours are going to be. I don't really know what the um, the schedule is looking like for the restaurant. But I, I think all their stuff is going to be on their Instagram. Their Instagram is at them Joneses, correct? Yes. Yes. T-H-E-M-J-O-N-E-S-E-S. So, so check them out. Definitely follow them because I think they're going to have all types of um, updates and on the third eye Instagram. So also, 
Okay, you guys, this is really exciting. This is a, a near and dear to us. Yes. Burley, Mr. Burley. We always knew he was special, you know. He's got the cute curly hair, okay? I mean, he was our first guest. He was our first guest. Um, he makes amazing syrups and shrubs. Mm-hmm. I just saw, th- so I just saw this, and I, I, for one, I don't know if you guys have had his root beer. Anybody? I haven't, actually. Okay. I'm too obsessed with the cream soda no. for now, so I gotta, like, get onto the root beer after no, that. No, you guys, it the root beer is, absolutely delicious. is insane. There was one night where there was some live music on the street, on the boulevard, over mm-hmm. by Kong's. That pop-up. And- yeah, and Burley had wheeled out this, like, keg of root beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. A keg of root beer? Yeah, and it had, like, some kind of, like, foamy on it, and it was literally the best. Like, Logan and I couldn't shut up about it. We were, like, driving <laughs> home talking about this root beer. Logan is Sheila's partner and the owner of Sector 7 Salon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, anyway, so Burley is actually featured in Good Housekeeping magazine this month. What? Uh, yeah, so the, so the Real Deal Root Beer Syrup. Uh-huh. Is being featured in the magazine. I think it's kind of these like um summer must-haves. Oh, cute. And which is like so amazing and awesome for them because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, when you go to Burley's and you see, and especially when you talk to him, how personable is he just, you know, it seems like a real kind of like small, like mom and pop shop, but he's mm-hmm. doing amazing. And oh, he is. being featured in Good Housekeeping is so dope. He absolutely deserves it. And so I'm just gonna read this right off of their Instagram, just so you guys can get a little. Um, idea of the syrup. Yeah, go for what it. What to do with it? Please and thank you. Okay, so for just twenty dollars, okay, for this um, for the syrup, and it's like a pretty bottle. good size. It's right? a really good size, like the size of your like. Hold I want to say it's, it's those listening. Hold out your hand. It's sixteen ounces. It will at least go from your fingertip to the mm-hmm. bottom of your palm. You can make oh, so for just twenty dollars, sixteen ounces. You can make over a gallon of soda or up to thirty-two craft cocktails. Mm. But that's not all. This stuff is brilliant drizzled on vanilla ice cream, which. Ooh. Seriously, sounds good. Oh my god! It can be used in baking and in marinades, especially for pork. You guys, that's so cool using that in a marinade. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. Such a good idea. That's what I really like about buying his syrups mm-hmm. instead of just like you know buying like soda already made. Yeah. Is the syrup is there's so many uses for it, you, and you can kind of make your soda how you want it if you want mm-hmm. it more sweet, less sweet. He also Sierra, hello. Tell us about that watermelon. He also has a watermelon. Oh my syrup. god! So I haven't had it yet, but I'm very excited. He says that he doesn't do it super often it's a watermelon lime shrub and he doesn't put like preservatives or anything crazy in it because he was saying as we so he came in to get his haircut today okay. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about it so he was saying that he doesn't put any preservatives in it or like boil the squash because I guess that's part of the process um bo- doesn't boil melons and things like that because when you do that it ends up like tasting like squash and that uh, completely takes right. the watermelon out of it so right. this one you wow. have to make sure that you refrigerate it mm-hmm. and so he says that he doesn't do it like super often so I am Real excited to go over there and try that out. I think I'm going to go grab some after we're done recording. Mm-hmm. Yep. So watermelon <laughs> lime <laughs> shrub. I cannot wait. I know. I'm like. Do you have like a little soda maker? No, I don't. Like but a soda stream? Yeah. Do you have one of those? Do I, don't, I don't. Honestly, <laughs> I now I that now. I have so many shrub, burly shrubs around, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I need to get that. Well, I'm wondering if there's like a better way. Because I've, I mean, most of the nastiness from that kind of stuff comes from, I think, the flavors that they give you, like from the brand. But I feel like if you have something like burly around then that's just carbonate the water and add that stuff yeah it's legit Mm -hmm. yeah just carbonate the water right i'm like i have to look 
up what the best way to do it is. Maybe I'll just go over there and be like, hey, um, <laughs> help How me. How do I do it? Help, <laughs> help me. He um, should just make one. Like, next step in the business, put out his own soda carbonation system. Oh, right. That would yeah. be cool. I would buy the heck out of that. I would too. So we have some other some other new st- stuff happening on the boulevard. Sierra. Yes. What do we got there? We've got a women's wisdom art. So this is going to be a another gallery, right? Yeah, I think it's a gallery, but also like a non-profit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that their tagline says to improve women's lives and advocate for equality justice through art writing and wellness. So I believe that it is probably a, a gallery, but also, yeah, like a nonprofit like where a they help women. Space. Right. That sounds really cool. That is definitely, especially being here on the boulevard, like that is definitely something that I will want to go and check out because like creating a space to improve women's lives and advocate for like quality justice through art writing and wellness. Like it sounds like they might have workshops or something mm-hmm. or like classes. Yeah. Along that same vein. I mean, workshops and classes are basically the same thing. But you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> like, that sounds like a really cool thing to have here on the boulevard. Right. So they're they're opening up right down the street across from SNR. Mm-hmm. Oh, right sick. down on the boulevard. Yeah, Sec News and Review on the on the boulevard. Right. And also, um, just because my mind went down there, down the, the boulevard a bit, mm-hmm. uh, Northside. Mm-hmm. which is a bar. Jonathan, you've been there? I've been there before 2020 or at the beginning of 2020 and late 2019. I uh, went there a few times. Um, Jasmine, the owner, was a great lady. Um, I think her family owns the building and they had great cocktails. They had really good food and they are hiring right now. So right, let's that's try what to I get nice. people down there to... That's the, what I want to... They're hiring bartenders. Bartenders and kitchen cooks, staff. Yeah. And they've been looking for a while. So if you guys just get the word out so we can get that business um, back open and run yeah. Get out and work. Right. It's kind of down <laughs> by Stoney's. Um, so, yeah, we want to get that, you know, just get the nightlife going a little bit over here. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think as things open up more, like everybody's like, oh, I'm so excited to go back to Midtown mm-hmm. and like party and club and all that. But I'm just like, I can't wait to see what comes to the boulevard. I know. <laughs> so we do also have some exciting other boulevard news more exciting news this is actually could be the scuttlebutt of the month i think don't you think jonathan (laughs) maybe (laughs) so our very own cecil as i like to call her her name's sierra (laughs) sitting here to my right has moved to the boulevard here she is so I'm not going to tell you her exact address because then you're going to be able to find Jonathan too because they live next door to each other. Share a wall even. We do share a wall. Wow. I think my living room wall and your living room mm-hmm. wall. So real close. Really close. We're like this. <laughs> yeah. For those listening at home, I'm I'm twining my fingers. Yeah, they're very close. <laughs> so Sierra, how long have you lived on the boulevard now? Uh, two days. Wow. Officially. Well, unofficially. Um, I My goal was to get in there on the 28th uh-huh. to like make sure that I had all my ducks in a row. Oh, I can get my cleaning done in my last place. Yeah, you're so. very responsible. Thank you. <laughs> um, so technically since like the 20, 28th, 29th, but mm-hmm. like officially, Official. like my bills. Well, actually, no, I started all my bills on the 20th because <laughs> I felt really bad about moving in a couple days before. <laughs> so, yeah, so since the 28th. <laughs> Well, that's so exciting. So have you been able to, I mean, I know you work on the boulevard and you obviously like we went down to the gallery together. So I know you do stuff on the boulevard, but yeah, have you really been able to like live here yet? Have you walked over to Kong's? I will say that my boulevard life has kind of been impaired by the crazy heat wave that we've had the past week. You've been staying inside. I fully like I love the heat, but once it gets up past 100, like in the 90s to 100, I'm like, screw that. Like, I just want (laughs) to stay at home and like be in a pool 
pool somewhere. That's what I did the past couple of days. I'll go over to a friend's house and go to a pool or something. But yeah, no, um, I haven't been able to do as much walking and exploring as I wanted to because as soon as I was like handed over my keys, I was like, I'm a Del Paso person now. Yeah. I'm going like, to go watch do boulevard me. things. Yeah. And I'm like the person with the most vibrant hair on the block. Right. So I feel like you're going to be, yeah, people are going to know. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, her, okay. Yeah, I know that girl. <laughs> you should get like a scooter or a bicycle. That's what I've been thinking mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like every time I'm like, oh, I want to get a bike, like a Peloton. People are like, like, why not just get a regular bike? Yeah. I'm like, I just... Uh, I just want a bike inside, I guess. I don't know. But like a scooter, like the mm. ones that you guys have. Mm-hmm. What if I just like showed up with a Razor scooter? Oh, like the God, OG. Like a push? <laughs> yes. Like a push scooter. No, that's... Wow, that's a lot of work. (laughs) I've been genuinely thinking about getting like a little, like a Vespa type of scooter, Mm -hmm. like those little sit-upon scooters. Absolutely. And if it's like slow and tiny enough, I don't have to get a license or take the test or anything. And if I'm just using it to get to and from work, like. I think it's like something like below Um, some kind of CC. You don't have. It's below 50 CC. You don't have to get a license. Or a motorized version. Uh, It's under, uh, under 250 CCs. What? I, I'm going to have to look that up because that. To require license for an electric one it's like Ooh. over over a thousand you know what's for the motor Cecil, that's another thing too they make electric ones that they go like 45 miles an hour that what but you don't have to put gas in it mm-hmm. you could just plug it in probably in a regular plug i bet i will have to see how much that costs but then again the only thing that we have to pay for is like wi-fi and smud so yeah. oh well smud is electricity isn't it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, i'll send you some leaks for some because i look this up all the time because i want to buy another one i have uh, too many yeah. i have a scooter i have a bicycle i have a spin bike um, I, maybe you could just go sure. use his spin bike <laughs> you want to borrow it <laughs> i'll no, be wait. like put it on the patio <laughs> you guys i have an idea you could do a boot camp together <gasps> oh my god so someone's on the bike right yeah. and then someone's doing like push-ups pull-ups whatever oh my god or like going on a run yeah 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 and then you switch let's have a little circuit Get our set up. Yeah, someone's doing we, have, we have stairs too yeah. so. we do have stairs, have stairs mm-hmm. and yeah. you can do burpees dude this past month moving my stuff out of my old apartment and into my new apartment both of them have stairs so oh, i've just right. been like getting a better butt every day <laughs> <laughs> like yes that's good because i have not been in the gym as much as i need to that's another thing i need to do i need to go i need to walk down uptown <gasps> fitness you guys that's another business on that's the boulevard Mm -hmm. uptown fitness we all need to belong there i'm going logan jonathan yep i will sierra yes i'm also going to be photographing them once their facelift happens do you know what his name is the owner i forget daniel daniel i think he mentioned it on the last yeah daniel did um, i wrote it in the guest list let me check real quick oh i did not write his actual name Well, we, we can cut this all out. <laughs> We're like, what's his name? Anyway. Derailed. Um, <laughs> but yes, Uptown Fitness for sure. Um, I think we should all belong there. Yes. Because yeah. I, I would love actually, because what Con- I love. Even Kong goes there. I was going to yeah. say, what I love about this community is every time I go to Kong's, I see Jonathan, I see Kong, I see Daniel, I mm-hmm. see somebody that I know from the boulevard mm-hmm. and we're all there drinking beer, which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would love to run into all y'alls while we're getting fit. Yep. And working on good. our fitnesses. Yeah. Being each other's witnesses. Exactly. Beer Ooh. belly going away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the gym we meet at kong's mm-hmm. and then put back beer. on all those calories yeah. that beer belly did. comes back <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I mean, as long as you stay consistent with a routine, you just have to do a calorie deficit to lose weight. So as long as you're drinking one less beer than you normally would, mm -hmm. that's progress, baby. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Giving you excuses in 2021. enough mm -hmm. to work off Yeah. Yeah, I live to help um, make like 30 or 40 half barrels of beer, which that's a standard size keg today, this morning Dang. before I came here. So I, so and I got a beer shower today. Jonathan, do uh -huh. you, <laughs> does like um, canning beer or working at the brewery in any way make you want to drink less beer? I actually have drank less beer since I started working there. I was just going to say, because nice. you know sometimes when you and like know now. how it's made yeah. or you're around it too much, it yes. starts to be like not. Like when you work at a McDonald's or something, you just don't want to eat there anymore Absolutely. ever again. Yeah. And with, uh, it gets so hot in the brew house that mm -hmm. you have to hydrate. Yeah. Oh, right. If you don't hydrate, you're either going to pass out. And if you're yeah. cleaning the top of a tank or yeah. something like that. You fall. And it's even more hot up there. Oof. You can fall off the ladder. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we got to hydrate. A yeah. lot. That's good shit right there. Well, let's get into our next segment, actually. Yeah. Jonathan. Speaking more about Jonathan. I know, Jonathan. You're just like Yay. the star today. Your time <laughs> has come, Jonathan. <laughs> so segment two that we're going through here is Snapshot with Jonathan. Now, we just kind of want to get an inside look into your life as a photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, like what got you into it? What's your kind of, I don't know, camera choice, media of choice? Mm -hmm. It's digital, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, but you can tell us <laughs> that too. Do you do mm -hmm. film? Yeah. Why don't you just tell us first off? Like why photography? Yeah. Yeah. And how well, you got into it. I grew up um, all through my, most of my life. My father is, a, is an artist and he painted houses for years, but he's been an artist since he was 17 years old or younger. His medium is uh, acrylic uh -huh. um, painting uh, on canvas. Basically from him doing that, I've always tried to draw or paint. Mm -hmm. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> So, but that was as a kid when I went to high school, I took a film photography class back in 2001 and it was film photography. So we had a dark room. We used right. all the chemicals, the little bag you put the film in just Love so it, it doesn't get yes. exposed to light. And I did have a film camera back then, my dad's old Pentax. And we basically, he gave it to me for the class. So I used that for a while. And I mean, I was horrible back then. <laughs> And I, I'm always been a late bloomer, so I didn't really get how all the functions work mm -hmm. together of a camera, your f-stop, your shutter speed, your ISO, which is basically on a, a film sensitivity to light. Oh, right. In a digital camera, it's the sensor sensitivity to light. Oh, okay. And then they all work together. I could teach workshops on this. Right. Now. And then I didn't really do much photography from 2002 all the way up till about 2011. And I'm like, oh. I love photography. I've always loved black and white photography, uh, just as images, like old school photos, they were all black and white or a different sepia tone or right, something like that. Right. I just loved that. Then 2011 comes around. I'm like, I'm just going to buy a little point shoot camera and just start taking pictures. And I was heavy into like noir, which is extreme black and whites. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So and what does that mean? Extreme black and whites, like really like super contrast? Super contrasting oh, between okay. black and white. A little, some To some people, they'll call it it looks like it's blown out, oh, but okay. it's kind of a style of photography. Oh, okay. And then I just started taking pictures and I was like, ooh, the camera has a function. You can just put it in black and white. Mm -hmm. oh, it, was, right. it was digital by then. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let me just go out and see what my eye sees. And gradually from camera to camera to camera, I stuck with Nikon because I know the camera inside and out, left and right. And if I upgrade through Nikon, I, there's just more buttons. Yeah. And right. more manual stuff to more manual settings oh, to adjust. Right, right. But yeah, from that point on, I mean, 2011, actually 2009 to 2011, mm -hmm. I kind of did it enough, started getting gigs and became more professional. 
<laughs> in a sense because I was being paid to do it. Right, mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I use a Nikon D600. It's a pretty advanced camera. They call it a full-frame camera. For those listeners who don't know. Yeah, uh, for full, me who don't know. <laughs> full-frame camera versus, uh, they call it a cropped sensor camera, more like oh. the beginner-style cameras. Oh. If you look at it, a, fi- a 35 millimeter piece of film, mm-hmm. the full-frame is the entirety of that. 35 millimeter roll of film okay crop sensor it's just you know how people do this little symbol i'm doing the symbol that right. uh, like <laughs> filmmakers do when they're looking yeah at, yeah like the focus symbol they're framing yeah um they're framing their image but it's like cropped a little bit oh okay so you can use uh lenses for a full frame camera on a, a uh, cropped sensor camera mm-hmm. but if you use a cropped sensor lens on a full frame camera you get a vignetting you know, oh, yeah. oh, like kind of, kind of, yeah. So it looks like, yeah. We're all making like a circular gesture. <laughs> <laughs> it's soft on the edges, but yeah, that's the camera I use, and it, it's a workhorse. I would love to upgrade to something more expensive and better, more professional, but that costs a lot of money at the moment. So, yes, Jonathan, yes. Um, with your photography, you mm-hmm. do get hired to do stuff. I is there like a huge difference between people who do photography like purely as art, and then people who are like I don't know, getting hired for like weddings or there are fine art photographers okay, who, so that, okay. who do a lot of their stuff they actually print a lot of their images mm-hmm. like um like the stuff on the wall here is, i mean this is a lot of marvel and dc stuff but <laughs> <coughs> um, some people do it for fine art and they they make a lot of money off selling prints for people doing weddings they're paid more for the images of an event right or... so is there like a difference between that like is that like people who are doing events or doing photography that way do they like are you are they considered like an artist photography in itself in my opinion is an art form Mm -hmm. because you do have to have an eye like an artist has an eye they see their painting in what it will be right right and i see something through a lens I frame it a certain way to where it yeah. comes a piece. It can become a piece of art, uh, but I think it's more art if you actually do print and sell the prints right. themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's just my opinion. It could be different um, yeah. based on whatever. Right. If there's other photographers, they may have a different viewpoint. Right. Yeah. So that's for fine. you, you do a lot of work for the Boulevard and for King Kong and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. then you also do like art show shows and stuff, right? You would put like you would put your stuff up in a gallery. Yes, and I will be printing probably about six, seven, Im- six to eight images, printing and framing them, and having a show at Third Eye Gallery. Yeah. I don't have a date on that yet, but it's probably within the next few months. So for Hell your, yeah. st- um, I'm so sorry if you have questions. Oh no, you're <laughs> I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm like over here really interested because I, I like love photography. Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but mm. I'm a terrible photographer. Um, <laughs> I, I took tons, I can teach this. <laughs> I took tons of film, tons of film. I still have my manual 35 millimeter. Um, I think it's a Canon. Anyway, but I'm so bad at it, but I love it. Anyway, my question was, so the stuff that you would put up in a gallery, what is your subject matter typically? Most likely it's going to be a black and white show. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you like take pictures of people, like things or? It's probably going to be some of the boulevard stuff that I have done yeah. that most people haven't even seen yet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is all black and white stuff, yeah. and a little more fine art side. Okay. Uh, but it's probably going to be a full black and white show. Love um, it. And even some, I'll add some into the other street photography that I've done in Midtown. 
Right. I have a photo of the Tower Bridge that I sold a bunch of them, but it's all it's a reverse silhouette of the Tower oh, Tower cool. uh, Theater, the sign. Oh yeah. That's well, that's that cool. <laughs> no, yeah, that does because I I'm just was just curious because um, looking at your Instagram, if you go back a little bit, you did a lot of like bands and and people. Mm-hmm. Um, but more your recent stuff is a lot more of just like streetscapes mm-hmm. and it's more street photography. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. It's one of my favorite things is, is street photography mm-hmm. and rock and roll photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I started photographing uh, local bands probably 2013, 14 local bands at Concert in the Park, which is coming back. I'm happy about so that. So excited. Um, and Cesar Chavez still? Or? <laughs> Cesar yeah. Chavez still. Mm-hmm. That kind of leads into the next thing. Um, oh, hey. So my favorite other favorite type of photography is rock and roll photography mm-hmm. but i'm going to kind of tell you how i actually got into that okay yeah um well so it started with the local bands mm-hmm. then it progressed from there i worked with a local clothing line called hellraiser clothing oh right nice. That's their Instagram. The shirt. then we did our own youtube t- tv show called hellraiser tv we did three episodes oh fun it was like the old school mtv fuse style of a show uh-huh bands played two songs we interviewed them and uh, I mean, it was simple, straight and to the point. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work, actually. But I was a cameraman for mm-hmm. that. And then we submitted our shows. They saw our show for to Danny Wimmer Presents, who my friend Morgan, who was another, he was the director of our show. Mm-hmm. He actually started working for. Nice. And so 2016, I got media access for our show mm-hmm. to interview bands at Aftershock oh, in okay. the media area. Right. We met a lot of cool people. I don't know where the footage went. We did three episodes and then the show was done Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it got us media access right yeah then 2017 comes around and i get main stage photo access to photograph the entire show all three stages and that that is one of the craziest events that i've ever photographed and it was such a rush oh, such a rush that's gonna that's be awesome. so fun i have images from it on my instagram if anybody yeah. wants to see it uh, what's your instagram again uh, at the sacramento photographer with underscores of space photographing that with bands like five finger death punch tech nine um corn Oh, who else? Oh, I should well, remember everything. Uh, you don't fo- have to remember but everything. Five Finger Death Punch was the funnest one because they play with the photographers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. And I was gonna. That was gonna be my next question. <clears throat> like, who played with you the most? We uh, we only get three songs, and that's a uh, there's there's a whole story about why photographers get three songs that I can go into in another episode. But they used to be able to photograph the whole show mm-hmm. or the whole hour set or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But we only get three songs, and they kick you out. Oh, okay. I guess it's to to give the audience of I mean so we're not blocking anybody yeah yeah that makes sense Chris Keel is the funnest person to photograph he's from five finger death punch uh-huh he's the bassist and he has this ginormous dread beard <laughs> that Ooh. is like down to his belly button but he called he calls it beard banging instead of head banging because <laughs> he does these motions where his beard just goes <laughs> flying and I took a shot of him and his beard was just like this that's so cool. and it was really cool and he he's reposted it like five times oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool so that's that's one of the craziest another crazy story is have you heard of the band great white from the early 90s Mm-mm. Um, that sounds familiar they are the ones that had the nightclub fire oh okay there's a whole story about that but there he's in another band called jack russell's great white and jack russell's the lead singer and he's in his like late 60s and his voice is still phenomenal so i went to reno with the the hellraiser guys and we uh we ended up getting a 
you know, VIP show with them, Jack Russell's Great White. And but I took one shot of him. It's on my Instagram, and it's like just a, a silhouette. He's got his tattoos right here, and he's holding the mic, and it's, it's a really cool sh- shot. About two weeks later, after that show, because I had posted it on uh, social media, mm-hmm. um, Jack's wife actually gets in touch with me and basically she's like jack really loves that photo he thinks it's one of the best photos taken of him and he wants that on the inside of the album and i'm like a photo album (laughs) and she's like no (laughs) the album cover for our new album what so on the inside uh, it's called he saw the album's called he saw it coming (laughs) and i have vinyl and cd at home and the pictures of all their albums so far and the pictures on the inside of the album. That's so dope, Ooh. Jonathan. <laughs> that is so cool. That's one of the coolest things that's happened. Well, I was going to say, besides, too, besides Aftershock, that was always fun. I'm sure photographing bands like that, there's got to be like some crazy stuff like that happening, you know, where it's like you just get this crazy shot. And I mean, if you have a live band that like a national touring, worldwide touring live band that's in right in front of you. And they're they're playing around and and rocking out to their songs, right? And then you got thirty to forty thousand people behind you. I know you. it's so mm-hmm. fun. It's <laughs> the it's the biggest rush ever. Yeah, uh, but that's why I love to do it. It doesn't pay much. I was gonna say, do you yeah. still do bands or? I will start doing bands again uh, when my I when mean, concerts open back up again. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm trying to get in with 98 Rock for photographing Aftershock this year. If it does happen, mm-hmm. we don't know what the whole with COVID opening up yeah. and all that stuff. We'll see if it happens. If it does, I'm I'm gonna apply right now and actually try to get on. I was supposed to get on with 98 Rock for 2018, mm-hmm. but my job just got too busy with the medical equipment stuff mm-hmm. that I used to do. Yeah. But that's another story. <laughs> so what's the process like applying to something like that? Like if you were to like want be a photographer and want to get into this kind of stuff, like how mm-hmm. does the process go? Basically, if you I mean, you would have to have a body of work already. Mm-hmm. That's where my local music stuff helped out. Mm-hmm. Basically, you would apply through the radio station because that's the easiest way to get in. Plus, they sponsor the event. Besi- yeah. Besides Monster Energy, besides that, the radio station 98 Rock is our local station here. And do you do that online? You would uh, just you would call them or go by the radio station and actually uh, apply through their promotions department. Oh, cool! And show your body of work. If they like your work and you're good enough, and you work out a deal, they can uh, give you a photo credential. Super yeah. cool! Right, you so should cool. go like like if he gets that, you should tag along with him and like get the photographer experience. <laughs> like this like, is my what? assistant. Oh, if if I have an assistant, then they would give me a second credential. Really, assistant? Should hey hey, I'll do just, it. Let, I'll, let me apply first, and I'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dig out my film thing. What did, what did I call it again? Camera. I don't know. Yeah, my 35 mil. I was going to say camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, what is it again? And they're like, you're the assistant. I'm like, what is this called? What button do I press? And that's why she's the assistant. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> so with uh, like Photograph on the Boulevard, did photos for King Kong, Kong Nguyen, um, for the brewery. And I did it like for a year. And I started doing more and more. So their, enti- their, their website, like the food menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do images of their beer cans when they release a new beer. Um, so the website is a lot of my imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that led to me photographing for the Boulevard. Right. And I'm going to do a lot more. I talked to Daniel again at, yeah. the, at the brewery and like, 
Daniel. I'm, I'm going to be photographing the progression of Little Joe's. Okay, um, that is amazing <laughs> because Little Joe's, everybody on the boulevard knows, is yeah. like really important to the history of North Sacramento and the boulevard. I think even Little Joe used to be like, I don't know, part of when this when North Sacramento was its own city. Like he was Ooh. really, really a big part of this area. And so Little Joe's being restored, I think, is is really dope. Mm-hmm. And so I love that idea of you um, documenting that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you though, I had a question about this, Wait, like mm-hmm. working with Kong and taking pictures of like their food and their beer cans or with the, the Del Paso partnership. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like they're, I mean, that just seems to be like such a different talent or whatever, you know, to like make food look good or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it how, is. It, it was challenging. Is it like, <laughs> is that something that you're kind of having to learn from coming product, from bands product, and Product stuff? photography was, it's just something I'm learning right, right more so right now. Right. I mean, I can photograph architecture, all that stuff pretty yeah. damn well. Photographing food is definitely an art form in right? itself. Because you you've seen you have, some bad pictures of food. It has to be plated properly. Oh, it has yeah. to look nice. You got to wipe off the sides yeah. of the plate, make uh-huh. sure it looks good. You got to stage a background for it. Yeah. And I mean, shoot, you always Proper see those lighting. like buzzfeed articles are like 10 things you didn't know about like food dressing for photos and it'll be like they use glue instead of milk and cereal and like all that kind of stuff too like it's so wild so much so i'm I'm ever so learning that and i would love to do more in it but a lot of my stuff is is mainly promotional material for them right Mm -hmm. a lot of it's social media content for instagram uh for the boulevard partnership it's uh instagram Mm -hmm. so do you like is this do you want to Instead of doing, I mean, of course, you're still going to do your like art Mm -hmm. stuff, but doing the more like working as a professional photographer, being hired on like that, is that kind of where you want to go with your career or do you want to do the art? like the more fine art stuff i'm gonna do both mm-hmm. I and, like that. and photography is gonna be with me for the rest of my life I'm for sure always do it yeah yeah and now learning to make beer is is another career change for me too so that's pretty awesome yeah you're also starting to do videos yep Ooh, i'm studying a lot and learning <laughs> learning it uh, which is really cool um, because you obviously have an eye but mm. the video is a whole different monster totally totally mm-hmm. it is and i never really got into it you know when it, it, you know youtube and the video craze blew up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now i'm learning it and i'm you know studying beer and now studying video and <laughs> learning how to edit videos right um so it's a it's a process yeah i love it that's so cool mm-hmm. i know that's super fun so learning in like editing for cameras in general between like photos and videos like mm-hmm. is there a whole lot of difference that you're finding like I've, i know nothing about editing like the only thing i edit is this podcast <laughs> so like are, are is it a lot more difficult to learn how to edit videos or is it just kind of the same as what you already know from cameras actually editing audio is very similar to editing video you, oh. you cut paste stuff mm-hmm. you, you move stuff around you add music to it um, just you have a video instead of just an audio recording oh, okay, so, right. if so just like if you, one if other you're layer. looking at those tracks i was pointing at our computer over here but <laughs> um if you're looking at those audio tracks you would just have a video track above it mm-hmm. gotcha. and, and you can cut that you can make uh, transitions you can mm-hmm. do you can fade in and fade out dissolve it away you can do some star wars type of transitions if you I want like to <laughs> my brand oh and speaking of editing what software do you use to edit your photos i use adobe adobe lightroom adobe photoshop and for video adobe premiere oh okay so adobe's Mm -hmm. adobe's where it's at and you can do stuff in photoshop with video Mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. but 
like I said, I'm ever so learning and uh, always, always learning. Love that. Oh, I forgot to mention I'm partially colorblind, so editing is fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, I can't believe you didn't mention this because this is one of my... puts a whole other level onto it. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tidbits about your photography is that you're colorblind. Partially. Partially. I get certain colors look the same to me. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of the reason why I did um, black and white photography for so long. Right. Strictly that because, well, I edited in color. Converted mm-hmm. to black and white, but I have a. It, it's my images look. They, it's my style in a sense, mm-hmm. just because I've honed it over time. And right. if I see an image, it's like, oh, I took that. <laughs> so oh, with the colorblind, partially colorblindness, mm-hmm. and you are doing color photography. Mm-hmm. Do you just know how to adjust it to make it I can look ad- a certain way? I or? can adjust my screen actually to oh. uh, variations of colorblindness. Really? What? So. Um, and it, it actually corrects it. So, I w- but with my other computer that I had was a PC, I would edit and I didn't have that um, color correction uh-huh. on there. So I would always like look it on my phone first. I would, uh-huh. s- I would email it to myself or something. Uh-huh. Look at it on my phone. It's like that's way off. <laughs> uh, because your phone had the correction on it. So all my all my editing is a, is going to be a little bit off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but so a lot of it's now on purpose. Mm-hmm. Early on, it was yeah. like, why does that look so different? <laughs> <laughs> so Probably. now it's on purpose because that's just your style. Like that's your vibe. Yeah. I like and that. It's going to be a little more contrasty and a little more bright. Yeah, I think that's dope. Because I think that gives something to the art. Don't you? Totally. Because there are plenty of people who can take a picture of something and like make it look a little better, more aesthetically pleasing. But like, I think the thing that really makes it art for me, mm-hmm. like we were talking about the the definition of art earlier, mm-hmm. like the whole aesthetic of art. The thing that makes something art to me is when people put their own steez on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Having it be identifiable. It's like, oh, Jonathan took that picture. Like, oh, Sierra did this painting. Or, oh, Sheila did... Dance move. (laughs) This dance move. (laughs) Yeah, Sheila Sheila broke this move out. That's Sheila. I could notice her. (laughs) That's definitely a Sheila Brown. Her B-boy stylings from a mile away. (laughs) And I also don't use filters. I edit every single image uh, Mm -hmm. separately. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people use filters. No offense to using filters. Yeah, it's faster. It's faster. It enhances work. It enhances workflow. Mm -hmm. But I like to do every image individually. Yeah. And now with this new computer, it's so fast. Yes. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, Okay. So I do want to. We do. Oh, you guys. We have some Boulevard mail. Ooh, Boulevard mail. Okay. So uh, just for you guys. Here's the mail. Just so you guys can know. Just so you guys can. No, that's yeah. not how I makes sense. To say it. That's English. Just so you guys know, you can write to us, email us, in fact. Yes. At blueblockspod at gmail.com. You can also message us on any of our um, Instagram socials, but we will read it on here if you want us to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say ans- no. Yeah, you can say no, but um, if you do email us at the email address, we probably will um, read it on here and answer you on the podcast. So we do have a mail, mm. a boulevard mail, you guys. So exciting. It's from Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hello. So the email reads, or the mail reads, Hi, Sheila, Sierra, and Jonathan. Jonathan is spelled correctly. (laughs) Okay, good. Thanks, Lauren. Good going, Lauren. (laughs) So I just wanted to reach out and say hello. I really enjoyed binging all the episodes over the weekend. I am moving back to Sacramento this summer, and my partner and I are wanting to open a micro cinema. We feel a strong pull to Del Paso Boulevard. 
I used to go to a thrift store there years ago and always loved the deco buildings and the vibe of the area. Mm. I've been insta-stalking all the boulevard businesses and I think it could be an awesome fit. I would love to ask some questions about your experience and maybe some advice on finding a space. Let me know if any of you guys have a moment for an email or a quick call sometime or should I contact the partnership direct? Thanks a bunch. And I can't wait to visit all the biz- the boulevard businesses when we, we are in town. So a few answers to this. Yes. Or one, what is a micro cinema? Does anybody know? I feel like, okay, did you guys ever watch Gilmore Girls? Yes. So where they would go, where they like sat on couches to like watch old uh, movies. Right. Either hmm. that or just like really just teeny small, tiny rooms. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Right. So like just a let smaller me, setting. Let me look it up while Jonathan gives his hypothesis. Probably a ti- tiny movie theater. Right. And probably not playing, obviously, big blockbuster movies. Probably right? more um, like a little short bit, films. Right. Or, yeah. You know, like a little bit more like of like an art, like an art house. Oh, my gosh. Cinema. What? I Google micro cinema and literally Tower Theater and Crest Theater both come up. Okay, the, so it's kind like of like a vintage style theater. Okay. Have you and been to Tower Theater? It, absolutely. I love Tower I love Theater the, and I love uh, Crest too. Crest is big, but there is actually, and I have no idea, Lauren, what you guys have looked at here on the boulevard, but there is an old theater on the boulevard that mm-hmm. is. Um, it's the one with now, it's closed now it down. has horses on it. Right, it's closed down. I have oh, no I was idea. Like on top of the building. <laughs> right. I have no idea what it would take to get that place. There's up also and running, an old uh, down towards the brewery near next to SoCal. There's a, an old bowling alley that mm-hmm. used to be there. That actually would be it's a like great, a five lane bowling alley. You know that would actually be building, a great though. micro cinema though, because you know that building has no windows mm-hmm. on the side or the back or anything. Mm-hmm. And I bet you could set up like more like small little theater rooms or something. So according to Wikipedia, uh, the term micro cinema is a flexible term that can cover quite a few things. Micro movies, animated shorts, bizarrely impressionistic video manipulations, hard hitting documentaries and garage born feature length movies. A classic micro cinema offering is a film that probably would not exist if new technology hadn't allowed its creators to cut costs or inspired mm. them to try something different. But there also is this other paragraph that says it can have two meanings. It can describe low budget or amateur films shot mostly on digital video, edited on a computer, then distributed via videotape, disc, or over the internet. Or it can describe a mode of low budget exhibition. A small theater or screening oh, series okay, operated right. in order to show small gauge filmmaking, artist work, shorts, and re- uh, repertory programming. So, I mean, it could huh. go either way okay, or so, both. So it can also mean just like the actual films that are being made yeah. or where they're being shown. Exactly. Which it seems like maybe that's more what they're, what Lauren's and her partner are talking about. Which I am so here for. I have okay, always and, wanted to go to the Gilmore Girls Tiny Theater. Right. And that, like, I think that something it. like mm-hmm. that would kill on the boulevard um, because it's such a kind of a quirky, you know, community-based place or whatever. Completely. And we need more stuff like that, things to do at night or things to be bring people here mm-hmm. and then it's like okay you're gonna go see a really cool film at the micro cinema yeah. and then go get dinner you know or beers at mm-hmm. King Kong because that's a, I think sometimes that you know something we need here like the salon is is obviously bringing people here during the day mm-hmm. um, you know we need more stuff bringing people not just food but things to do yeah and honestly though the old bowling alley okay someone might be a good idea open that up yeah but also if there's already a theater they could retrofit the theater yeah. i don't know what's in there anymore but yeah, i mean who does 
I, I want to. I would what? love a bowling alley. Okay, yeah. come on now. <laughs> Actually, I was just saying that. Actually, to renovate the bowling alley would be really cool. And you know what else I want is mm. to see inside all of these old buildings. Totally. Whenever they just open them up, we'll be like, can we just like take a peek Seriously. inside? I'm I just curious. Like maybe Daniel Savala, the executive director of the partnership, he could get you know. Straight up though, I am like so into urban exploring, like bolt cutters it. to yeah. old abandoned yeah. buildings. 100%. Like I, for legal reasons, I do not do that. I know. But I love I, it. <laughs> have you seen it, it was a vice documentary series i have called abandoned oh you have to watch this he this is he's like a skateboarder uh-huh. and he goes and um e- each episode is like different so there's mm-hmm. one where he goes to like old abandoned like shopping malls Ooh, um, but basically the entire videos ser- like that yeah the entire mm-hmm. series is he goes to abandoned places and skates it oh nice that's so yeah. cool. like an old mall yeah. what is this on I, I don't remember. Logan and I streamed it, um, but it's a Vice. It's done by Vice. You okay. Know, Vice. You could probably look it up on YouTube and just probably. Put, put abandoned right. Vice. Right. But back to Lauren. Um, I she did can wa- show that in her micro cinema. Right. <laughs> 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 I did want to say, um, you know, we could definitely email back and forth to get like a more kind of in-depth personal experience. Mm-hmm. But just to let you know, our experience opening the salon, starting this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. Jonathan is just up and down this boulevard. He, he, he's been here for a while but sierra mm-hmm. and i are new we opened the salon in september mm-hmm. sierra started working here in february our experience and me specifically as you know running a business and having a business here has been insanely amazing and yeah. positive honestly mm-hmm. i just keep thinking like i don't know i'm like why are more people here i mean the people here the business owners here, the community here, it's so, it's like a small town or yeah. something. It's like, I mean, it's like we never stopped being our own city. <laughs> right. It's seriously, it really is because yeah. it's, Sarah, that's a great way of putting it because it is like we always have talked about the history of, of this area where it was cut off physically and economically from the city. And but it, it has created, it has stayed its own space mm-hmm. and its own place. And coming here it is it's really it's super tight-knit everybody knows everybody i love how there's scuttlebutts about everything you know where it's like oh someone bought this building someone's opening it's like as soon as you get here it's got its yep. own gossip it has its own little <laughs> gossip circle but it's always really positive everyone's always trying to support each other yeah and and if you just just go to a business and just introduce yourself and be like hey i'm here i'm trying to do this uh, everyone's always like okay how can i help exactly like what can we do our experience has been insanely positive and that's why we're doing this podcast honestly because we're like we love it here and we want everyone to know how amazing it is and especially because we we just like i mean my personal experience like coming in here like toward the building like was like okay here's my money like take it (laughs) and immediately finding like a place to live like places to eat like everything that i could want in a community space Mm -hmm. like absolutely turned my whole perception of like knowing nothing about this area to like wanting to know everything about this area completely 180 and like Mm -hmm. the period of a week I want to say and everyone here like Sheila was saying like we cannot say enough like everyone here is so nice (laughs) like literally all the business owners are so cool all the businesses on the street are also so cool like there is no boring business here on the block like it's just and it's awesome like, right and it's also not it's all um like small mm-hmm. you know uh people who live in the community people yep. who live here in sacramento um it's not 
outside businesses. It's not, you know, there's not a Starbucks on the street or no. anything. It's and all that's how we want to keep it too. Absolutely. Like that, that authentic community vibe. Keep Del Paso authentic. Hashtag Absolutely. keep Del Paso authentic. Yeah. Right. Keep and Del Paso <laughs> micro cinema. <laughs> Get in here, Lauren. Let's do it. And so Lauren, absolutely. You should um, contact Daniel Savala, the executive director of the partnership. He is going to know all the spaces, all the people, all the owners, like, we are here with enthusiasm, but he will give you actual information. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that we won't give you actual information, right. too, but just right now, it's right. just enthusiasm. Yeah. So, Energy. honestly, thank you so much for writing in. We are, um, yeah, we'd be so, I mean, I would be so excited to have you, your partner, the micro cinema, just part of our little, our little family here on the boulevard. Yeah, because we need more weirdos like us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to come in and... And do it. Do the damn thing. We Seriously, we just it. just thinking about this earlier. We were talking about it earlier. We were like, how freaking cool would a micro cinema be? <laughs> please, Lauren. Let's do it. And also, the rest of you who aren't Lauren, please right. write into us. <laughs> we loved this. This was so fun to get a, an email, a message. We were very excited. Right, you guys. So please um, write us any questions, anything like that. Or even if you just want to tell us, um, you know, whatever. Like, ask questions about Jonathan's photography, Sierra's cosplay, my dance moves. Correct us on a reference that we make wrong. Absolutely <laughs> correct us. Just let us know how we're doing. Or if there's any, you know, business owners you think we should get in anyone that any guests we should have stuff we should be talking about things we're missing on the boulevard and even mm-hmm. like i know we are focusing on the boulevard that is like our gig but like if you guys want to hear about something that's going on even outside we possibly will eventually get to the surrounding areas right, as well absolutely because it's we, all part of us yeah and sacramento as a whole is you know we're we're here for it we love it so mm-hmm. we do focus on uptown the boulevard and all that but of course we are here in sacramento loving it gotta mm-hmm. rep doing it yeah <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing it well <laughs> okay um so what are we doing next week so uh, next week girl Next what week? are we doing next week? <laughs> Let's look at the outline. <laughs> okay, I already know because I'm super excited about this. It's Jonathan's mentor, boss, and sensei. Ooh. John from King Kong Brewery, the master brewer. Yeah, yeah, John Anaya. The mastermind. John Anaya. He's coming in June 9th. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be fun. You know, the... The beer, we all drink a lot of this beer. Yes. Um, Probably. No, I'm not going to say too much because it's really, really good. It's so really good. Just <laughs> enough. Yeah, it's just <laughs> enough, but it could be on the on the um, tipping scales. But <laughs> I'm super excited to get him in and just hear about, you know, maybe hear you guys geek out about beer and the proceeds. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Of Always. the beer making. Yeah, I think that's going to be all oh, two episodes in a row where Jonathan's probably going to be the main one. like, what up? He's like, taking over yeah, the yeah. show. <laughs> yes, Jonathan. So, you know, I have some beer making, beer canning experience, but, you know, I'm not going to brag about it. Um, but I did can some beer once. So, so she's going to brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> did it. But it was like an old school, you know, like manually putting the cap on. Mm-hmm. Like a it, crowler machine. Yeah. Kind of thing. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Love it. And Um, with those sound effects, I was. Yeah. yeah, And I'm sure that there's an automated way to do it, but we canned like 200 cans for an old podcast I did. And we put the stickers on and everything. They're all like wonky and stuff. That's cute, though. It's got character. (laughs) But yeah, so that's what we have June 9th. And then Dennis from That Guy Eyewear is coming in June 23rd. And we also have an upcoming segment called Sierra Isn't Annoying While Being Vegan. So so basically, Sierra's a vegan, which we all know and know. No offense to any vegan out there. 
we know it's a running joke that's vegans well, can be annoying. I mean, here, let me take the reins so it's not too <laughs> offensive. Um, as a vegan, vegans can be really annoying sometimes. Like, I find some Truth. vegans to be kind of obnoxious. I mean, everyone, there are some cosplayers that I find annoying. There are some people that I love very much that I find kind of annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we can we can all be, we can have humor. We can laugh at ourselves. Absolutely. So um, I my, my plan with Sierra isn't underlined, italicized, bolded. <laughs> annoying while being vegan <laughs> is I really just I want to start here in the boulevard and I want to go around to all the restaurants here and kind of give the people who are interested uh, the knowledge on the vegan offerings I know I love it. This is that good. you can get some good stuff if you just kind of like modify things a little here and there so I want to see how far I can push it I love it to where it's good or not good I also like this Sierra because ve- vegans are a people mm-hmm. who will yes, who will travel to a good vegan place. That is true. Or to get some good vegan food. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, even though I think it's probably pretty good in California opposed to some other places in the United States, Fair. that you, you can probably find a lot of vegan options. But a lot of times you go to restaurants, they don't have vegan options. Yeah. So you're going to be talking to your other vegan friends. Where are you getting good vegan stuff? Mm-hmm. So I think this is very important. I'm loving this for the show. I'm loving this for the boulevard. I have veganized certain things by like editing. Okay, right. And uh, I mean, sushi places, typically you can get a really good vegan sushi roll for like Mm -hmm. not that difficult. Right. And Shift Coffee, I will say, their pistachio latte, already vegan, mm-hmm. freaking delicious. Yeah. So they're, I'm just going to wiggle you know, my way through the restaurants and find yeah. the best vegan things. This is a great this is a great segment. I love it. Um, Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us this week. Yeah, next week will probably be more fun because we'll have John here. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Jonathan said at the beginning, you can find us at a couple different places on Instagram. One is Blue Blocks Podcast. One is Sector 7 Salon. And then if you wanted to check out the Del Paso Boulevard Partnership we were talking about earlier when we answered Lauren's question. It is Del Paso Boulevard, just one word. And then our website is sector7salon.com and you can reach us at a blueblockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Cecil. No problem. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a nice week. Bye, see you next week. Cheers.